Well, kia ora, hello and welcome to the Coast Vineyard Podcast. Whether you're a regular or a first-time listener, it's so good to have you listening in. We hope and pray that wherever you may find yourself at today, that the message that you're about to hear would be helpful for your journey of faith. So without further ado, let's get into this week's message. Yeah, we're in the... Um middle of a series here, you know, God's Empowering Presence, a series about the Holy Spirit. And we're going to talk about the gifts of the Spirit uh, today. So uh, no one's left or right? We're into it. Okay, let's pray. God, we just pray you'd open our hearts, open our minds. God, you speak to us. God, we know that you are a God who speaks, who just wants good things for us. We're grateful. We say thank you again that you are a generous God. And uh, we thank you. God, for, for, for the gift of your Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And we pray you'd continue to uh, release them amongst us, God, in, in greater measure. Amen. Okay, so we're only, we're only just going to do this one message on the gifts of the Spirit in the series. And there is, I was thinking about this, gosh, I could, we could teach for like three months on this. It's just, it's just so much we could, uh, we could look at. And, uh, but um, we're going to, so we're just going to hit a few punchlines and hopefully it'll, it'll stir you to, uh, to be someone who pursues the gifts of the Spirit in your own life. So, so um, because as Paul the Apostle said, he said, eagerly desire the gifts. Eagerly desire the gifts. Let me start off like we're talking about um, the gifts that Paul the Apostle talks about in Romans 12. And he's got this little list that, um, that he, uh, he has sort of written down there. Um, and these are mainly related to more like the gift of what we're what he gave us, we're born with, like the you know our personalities and our, and which flows out into our passions, and uh, that's mainly what he's uh, talking about in this uh, in this list here, and um, you know when I remember when one I can't remember which one of my daughters it was, but um, they were at preschool, and preschool they say hey we'd love to have the parents come come and help, and I'm thinking like oh. I could do that. I could come and help. Just was like a, a session. It was just in the morning. I think it was something like ten till twelve. Longest two hours of my life. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I'm like seriously. I'm like, I'm there, and I'm like thinking like, surely half an hour has gone past. And I looked at my watch. It was like about four minutes. Like, I'm thinking there are people here that do this every day, all day, and they chose this as a career. I'm like, thank. Jesus, for people that love little kids. You know, I mean, I love my kids, but like, there was, wasn't just my kids there, there was all these other kids. Uh, like, honestly, I just thought it was like something had happened to time. <laughs> just, but people have passions, you know, and it's all tied in with how God's wired us. So in Romans 12, he's talking about these gifts that are more about how God made us, uh, you know, inherent to who we are. Um, let's read this. Romans 12. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, prophecy is a weird one in here. It's sort of like an oddball. We'll talk about prophecy a little bit later. If, it's, if your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. And then it sort of gets into these, like, this is what we're made, how we're made. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, 
then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. Have you been around people that are encouragers? Not everyone is, eh? But boy, they're good people to hang out with. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. So serving, which is a, I think is a pretty underrated, but just an amazing gift. Teaching, encouraging, giving, leadership, mercy. And then you've got this odd one in there, which is prophecy, which is kind of like more like in the other thing we're going to talk about just in a couple of minutes. I mean, but, and again, it's not like a, an exhaustive list. You could, you could add in there like administration and hospitality and craftsmanship and musicianship and gift of listening. Like, just love people who have those sort of gifts. And you read about all of those through the scripture. They're God-given gifts. They're embedded into our personality and they flow out of that. And when you're using those gifts, joy just flows out of your life. Like It's just like this double awesomeness that happens. One is that you're actually helping someone. You're making their life better. And yet because it's like what you're made for and what you love and what you're passionate about, you go away just thinking like, that was amazing. Like, like there are people that look after our preschoolers every day and they come home and they go, that was amazing. I'm like, I'm so grateful for you. Now that's what our, that's, I mean, our worship teams were doing that this morning. Somehow along their, the journey of life, they've fallen in love with music. And they've just put time and practice and energy into practicing their, their instruments. And then they've learned the craft and, and skill of leading you know, the, us in worship. It's what they're doing. You know, next Sunday, we're back at Oriwa College. Yes. Um, you'd think they would have done the big, like, we're going to fix the problem, <laughs> like, like kind of last year. Right? Anyway, um, they're working on it. That's good. But like next week, uh, they've asked, uh, that, with the light, you know, they've got a bunch of lights at, at uh, Audio College, and a bunch of lights have, uh, had, had blown. And so the school asks um, us if Sean, who's our lighting like magician, could you come in early and help out like, to put these light bulbs in for us? And, like, and, and Sean goes like, oh, yes, please. <laughs> like, you know, because like, he's thinking, because like, he, he does it for a job. He loves being able to serve you know, church in this way. And it's just so cool. And it's like, he goes, well, he said, yes, please, he doesn't want them doing it. He wants to like, let me do it. I'll do it properly. Um, but he, he just loves, he's just, he's just serving out of his passion and his gifts and so good. So that's, that's those gifts of the Spirit. Those are given by the Holy Spirit, but they're kind of like, it's how we're made. It's how we're wired. And then you've got these other gifts of the Spirit that Paul the Apostle, again, he talks about them like, he, he calls them manifestations of the Spirit. It's a good word. When's the last time you used manifestation in a sentence? It's a good word. Let me read the instructions of Paul to the church in Corinth about spiritual gifts and in particular around these manifestations of the Spirit. Okay. Now, about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone it is the same God at work. 
Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Good things. To one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to still another, the interpretation of tongues. All of these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. And he finishes off the chapter saying, Now eagerly desire the greater gifts. Again, it's not like a complete list, but it's so helpful. I mean, this is written to this church in, in Corinth, and I know I've said this before, but Corinth was like the, back in first century, it was like the New York of, of, that, of Europe because it was flattened by an earthquake about 100 years earlier, and so it was all, but it was such a key trade location that all of this money flowed back in, and it was kind of like, if you could make it there, you could make it anywhere. That was, that was Corinth, and you had these go-getter type people that were there, and then when they discovered Jesus, and they came to faith, and then they discovered the gifts of the Spirit, they were going, oh man, this is awesome, let's go for it, and, but they were going for it, but they didn't really, they were like, kind of going for it, like enjoying it for themselves and not really thinking about others and the church. And it was all a bit messy. So Paul says, hey, let me just help you out here. Um, but they were experiencing the manifestations of the Spirit. They loved the supernatural activity of the Spirit, seeing God use them. Because that's the thing with the gifts, is that he gives them to us for the benefit of others. But they're getting a bit carried away. <laughs> so Paul, again, he, he calls you know, the... the you know, the Greek word, you know, charismata, um, which really means expressions of grace. These gifts of the Spirit, expressions of grace. John Wimber, the founder of the Vineyard Movement, who uh, was well known around the world for, um, for seeing these manifestations of the Spirit through his ministry. And uh, he, took, he called these manifestations of the Spirit, he called them gracelets. And a uh, great little word. But, these, but he taught that these were given to any of us at any time and are a gift to us for others. It's not something that you have in your pocket when you arrive. You don't, haven't got like, like when you, you know, when you train as a pastor, they don't like at the end they hand out like you've got like six healing cards, eight prophecy cards. When you run out, come back, get some more. It's like, what we're encouraged to do as the people of God is to learn to hear the voice of God for the moment. Because these are, like I say, you don't, you don't arrive with these things and you don't leave with them. I'm going to share a few things that, that John Wimber said that was so, so helpful. Because one of the things that we, I loved about, about John Wimber and and the, the teachings that I, I you know, learned when I you know, came into the vineyard, uh, and it was around this whole thing, there was, there's such a lot of interesting things that sort of uh, happen in the life of churches around the whole gifts of the Spirit. Um, and, um, and it's all kind of, like it's mostly good, but sometimes it's a bit odd, and sometimes it's a bit unhelpful. And, uh, um, but one of the things that was very common, especially back when the Vineyard Churches were first getting started back in the 80s, um, amongst 
churches that loved the activity of the, of the Holy Spirit was that it was like the guy up the front was the guy um, who would be doing all the praying and doing all the prophecy. And, and it was like, and, you know, Wim, Wimber and, and others, I guess, at the time were, were reading the scriptures and going, like, hey, you know, this is, this, is, this is meant to be for everyone. This is meant to be for everyone. So he said some. Let me just read some things um, that uh, that was so helpful from John Wimber. He says this. He said the gifts of the Spirit are for every Christian, good Christians and bad Christians, new believers and old, mature disciples and immature babes in Christ. The gifts of the Spirit are for the receiver. That's the one being prayed for. So that all is required is that the messenger, the one praying, gets the package to the one God is sending it to. It's pretty profound. You need like this is like this is important stuff. Something else John said. John Wimber said, say John like he's my mate, you know. John. Um, the gift says nothing about the messenger and everything about the giver. He also said this, The Lord longs to bless his people, and he is moved by their suffering. Our loving Father looks for opportunities when we meet together and faith is present. And again, we don't carry gifts around with us. They are not ours. They are God's gifts. Spiritual gifts are neither badges or awards. They are simply tools that God gives us when needed. It's so interesting that... That story of, uh, again, the Apostle Peter, when he, they, were, you know, they were going up to the temple every day to pray, they would have walked past this guy you know, who was a cripple, who was begging every day, but just on one day he stops and he just looks, he just notices. It was like God saying, there's a gift for, for him for today. And, and he said, you know, have you got money? He said, I don't have any money, but what I do have you. I give you, you know, get up and walk. He must have walked past him so many times. But on that day, Peter, through his prayer life or whatever, his learning to like hear the voice of God, just go like, there's a gift for today. And again, the ministry of the Holy Spirit is for every man, woman, and child in the body of Christ. So there's some gifts. There's these, these manifestations of the Spirit. There's... You, you can categorize anything any way you like, can't you, really? But there's two, really two categories that might be just helpful. There's the gifts of revelation, like the word of wisdom, word of knowledge, uh, prophetic word. There was um, the discernment of evil spirits. There's the tongues and interpretation, um, revelation gifts. And you know, so again, those are the ones from out of 1 Corinthians 12. But you could also add into there like visions, which you read about in Second Corinthians 12, uh, dreams. You know, it's just revelation from God. So those are the revelation gifts. And then you've also got the gifts of the miraculous or the, or the power gifts. So you've got like healing, miracles, faith, you know, deliverance. I'd encourage us as a church, let's... let's Go back in this week on the back of this. Let's go back and read this, like 1 Corinthians 12. It's so helpful, 12, 13, and 14. But here's some key things that when we look at Paul's teaching about the gifts. 
key things is that he wanted us to pursue these gifts. He wanted us to pursue them. 1 Corinthians 12, 31, eagerly desire the greater gifts. 1 Corinthians 14, 18, I thank God that I speak in tongues more than all of you. 1 Corinthians 14, 39, be eager to prophesy. Second thing, like he's, he's encouraging us to do things in, in an orderly way. You're talking about when we're gathered together as a church. And uh, I think New Zealand culture is very different than what the culture would have been like in Corinth in the first century. I think they were a real kind of like wild, go-getter, rowdy kind of a church. And like, you guys are very quiet. You're quite, you're a little bit rowdy in worship, which was nice. You know, I like, I like a bit of rowdy. Um, we're a bit quiet, aren't we, in, uh, in New Zealand? But he said, do things in an orderly way. 1 Corinthians 14, 33. For God is not a God of disorder, but of peace, as in all the congregations of the Lord's people. But everything should be done in a fitting and orderly way. So when it comes to prophecies, we, you know, it's good to, if it's in church together, it's like keep them short so that it makes room for other people if they've got some prophecies to bring. Um, also helpful that um, when someone brings a word, is you just give it a little bit of time just to like, just to like, let's just stop and think about that for ourselves. We're encouraged to weigh, weigh them and assess them for ourselves. Um, I'll give some more guidance on that in a minute. Um, third thing is that, especially when it comes to the revelation gifts, is that it's important to know that as we step into the gifts of the Spirit, we're not always going to get it perfectly right, and it's okay. It's okay. Listen to this. First Corinthians 13. He said, Paul the Apostle again says, For we know in part and we prophesy in part. It's like we kind of hear from God, but we don't quite get it 100% right 100% of the time. He says, But when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the, childhood, the ways of childhood behind me. For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror. How good do you think the mirrors were in first century? Polished metal. Perfect for wrinkles. Polished metal mirrors. Just like, but they wouldn't have been that like what we have today. Not perfect reflections. So we're not expected to be 100% accurate in hearing from God. I mean, even Agabus, there's a story about Agabus who's, who's talked about as a prophet in, in the book of Acts. And it, it talks about him giving a prophecy. And then you see, you know, later on in the book of Acts, the story of the early church, most of what he prophesied actually came up to pass, but it wasn't exactly accurate. It was a little bit not quite accurate. So, and he was known as a prophet. Okay. Fourth thing is that they are for everyone. These gifts are for everyone. Paul would not ask us to pursue the gifts, to eagerly desire these gifts if they were only for a select few. He's not going to say, desire them, oh, but sorry, you, actually, you, it's never going to happen for you. You know, like, it just wouldn't work like that. Like, you know, I, I like these spiritual gift questionnaires. Ever, one, ever done one of those? They're, they're, you know, they're, they're kind of, they, I like them, but they can be, unhelpful in one way because they ask questions like have you ever prayed for anyone and and they've got healed and you tick some of those you might be like you might never have even really had the opportunity or you've just maybe a new believer you've come to faith recently you've never really thought about praying for someone to be healed and so you go no 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 and at the at the end it says oh you don't have the gift of healing well actually that's not how it works it's like it's these manifestations of the spirit are gifts 
for the moment. They're, they're gifts. You know, you don't, you don't have them in your pockets. The people that may be known or like talked about as like, oh, they've got a ministry of healing. Is well, what's hap- what, it, what it is is they have journeyed with God and they've learned to discern when God is speaking. And so then they just, as they tune into that, they step into situations and they're actually tapping into what God is doing in that moment. And so there seems to be a higher success rate with them. But it's just the journey of learning to recognize the voice of God. It's the same with the prophetic. There's just a journey. They've journeyed and they've learned to hear from God. They've learned to recognize. Like, like um, when I'm in this situation, I, get this, I, just, I just get the sense of I just know. Or like it might be a, like a physical thing that like, whenever this happens, I, I just know that God is speaking, and it's so they just learned, and you know, and so and people might go, well, those people they're like a prophet. And I said, well, no, they're just someone that's learned over their journey of their walk with God to tune in to, to knowing what God is speaking to them. So God can use anyone to pray for someone for healing at any time. Past history is irrelevant, this, you know, the spiritual gift of healings for that moment, for that situation, or a prophetic word for someone, or a word of wisdom. Last thing I want to say is that some of the gifts are better than others. <laughs> Paul the Apostle said that. What do you think is the best ones? The best ones, surely it's the miraculous ones. Miracles, healing. Imagine, like someone gets healed. Isn't that amazing? When someone, you pray for someone, the doctors can't fix them, and God heals them miraculously. It, oh, what does Paul say? He says, no, no, no. The best one, the best one is the gifts that build up the church. The prophetic word. And it says it in 1 Corinthians 14. And I'm just going to um, go straight to verse 5. It said, well, she starts off, follow the way of love and eagerly desire gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. Especially prophecy. Verse 5, I would like every one of you to speak in tongues, but I would rather have you prophesy so that the church may be edified. So it is with you. Since you are eager for the gifts of the Spirit, try to excel in those that build up the church. I just want to make some room for, um, for the gifts of the Spirit. I've just um, I've got about too many more pages. <laughs> Get too excited about this. I love this. So that page is saying, let's be people that try to hear the voice of God for others in our, in our everyday lives. Maybe as we're driving into work, or maybe we go for a walk at lunchtime. God, have you got like a? Would you just drop something into my mind that would be for for someone? And you know, if you and if you pray that, and you get like a, a picture that wasn't there before, like an, an image in your mind, or a, or a scripture, or a, or something, you know, in, in your like, just think, well, maybe that's God. And uh, I've heard some great stories that happen when people do that and they take a risk. You know, John Wimber used to say he, he's. He, Faith is spelt R-I-S-K. He's a terrible speller, but you know what he means. Like faith is spelt R. Like it's about risk. Faith requires risk. And um, I was going to tell you the story. The punchline of this great story that you're not going to hear now is um, willing Christian, divine appointment, word of knowledge, courage, 
you know, and life-changing stuff happens. And in church, there's times when we make space for the prophetic. Uh, um, Bev just came up and had a little whisper in Stanley's ear, doing things in a lovely, orderly way. You know, um, like I feel like God is saying this um, instead of just belting it out, like or coming and ripping the microphone off the worship leader. Um, that would be definitely be different. Um, but uh, and just said like I feel like God is saying this, and it's like let's well let's you know it was like a word. From God for us, for us as a church. But let me just remind you, like if you get a sense of the of of a word for someone, or a, a word of knowledge, or a prophetic word, or um, let's make sure that when we if it's in the gathered church, we do it in in, a, in an orderly way that works, but also that we also don't shy away from it. That we we step into that. We say yes to it. And for the rest of us as a church, it says in First Thessalonians around the prophetic and these kind of the revelatory gifts, it says test everything, hold on to the good. We've all got a responsibility to, um, to put it through the sort of the, is it, does this line up with scripture? Does this sort of feel right to you know, me and the Holy Spirit? A couple of things I'd like to say as I finish is that, uh, and again, Wimba says this, he says, gifts are not given to mature people are given to willing people and church are, are you willing you know you're willing to step out and take risks around these things and um, I, I I actually think that some of some of us here have got a bit lazy around these things you have had a journey in your Christian walk where you've learnt to discern the voice of God and you've you you know you can hear from God and you know that you can um, you can bring those into church life and uh and share these and that you know and it and it it is helpful for people you know the paul talks about prophecy in the church as being for uh, strengthening encouragement and comfort and you've you've seen that but i think you've just got a bit lazy with them and would you would you jump back on again before you come to church maybe taking some time and just like or coming to the prayer meeting before church and just saying god speak to us so that we can encourage our brothers and sisters. And then there's the whole sort of timidity thing around, um, like, you're asking me to take risks, and like, it's, I feel very timid around that. And uh, I've got, got a friend, he talks about the chicken line. You know, are you going to step over the chicken line? And I know that there's been many times for me where I've like, had opportunity and I've, I haven't, I've been too timid to step over the chicken line. And there's been other times when I have stepped over the chicken line and prayed for people, given some people a, a word, and 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 sometimes it's you know hasn't you know been that big a deal, and other times it's changed people's lives enough to encourage me to like I gotta keep going with this because this is amazing. So let's pursue the gifts, church. Let's pursue the gifts so we can see the goodness of God flow to others because that's what love does. That's what love does. Thanks so much for joining us for today's message. We hope and pray that it's been most helpful. If you are keen to find out a little bit more about us as a church whānau or you'd like to touch base, then you can go to coast.org.nz and there you'll find information about our in-person services, online services, various resources and activities. Enjoy the day. Be blessed.